You're listening to Fireside Chats Without the Fires podcast, where customer experience enthusiasts are inspired by our weekly CX practitioners and thought leaders who share their insights and knowledge. And now, here are your hosts, Neil Toff and Paul Catherall. Friday, May 14th, Fireside Chats Without the Fires. This is Season 2, Episode 3. I am co-host Neil Toff, joined by by co-host extraordinaire Paul Capital. It is a brilliant Friday uh, to be together with you. Brilliant walk. Well, first of all, Paul, you are what as you do on every Friday. What is Friday today and why is it special for you? What are you doing right now? Right now I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. It's Fireside Chats Friday. What is there not to be happy about? Tell me. Exactly. It would be a Friday on Fireside Chats without Paul buzzing. And he is, and I got to tell you, I'm buzzing too because we have an amazing guest today. Uh, not just an amazing guest, but we're going to do something um, that goes beyond just amazing. We are going to ride through a storm. And I picked the word storm very deliberately. Why, you ask? Because we have guest extraordinaire Francesca Tempestini. And if anyone speaks a uh, romance language, if you've studied Latin, if you speak Spanish, if you speak Italian, if you speak maybe French, uh, and maybe some others, you will know that the root in Francesca's last name has to do with storm or speed, if I'm not mistaken. And what we're going to do today is introduce speed, and we're going to shake some things up and create a lot of energy, 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 and we're going to discuss a topic that is relevant for all of us in the CX world. The title of today's session, before we introduce Francesca in just a second, hang on your hats, we're getting there. The title of today's session, four tools to successful EX. I didn't say CX, I said EX. Now you're going to say, wait a minute, but this is a CX podcast. This is about customer experience. And the answer would be, you're damn right, this is about CX. And very deliberately, we are choosing the topic of EX, employee experience. We're going to get into it in just a second. Francesca Tempestini, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Fireside Chats Without the Fires. Please tell us about yourself. Tell us about your storm that you're about to unleash upon us. <laughs> Hello, Neil. Hello, Paul. That's the best introduction I ever had. <laughs> and uh, yes, I am a little storm, if you want. And I, uh, I plan to be a storm in the uh, EX and CX uh, um, universe as well. So... <laughs> Um, I am an expo manager at the moment. I am uh, uh, not in a CX position, but actually, not um, officially, but I am actually bringing CX and EX in my, uh, in my job um, anyhow. <laughs> and uh, before that, I have been a cast member in Lisbon Paris, and that's where I actually learned the keys of customer experience and employee experience. Sensational. So... Uh, one of the many reasons why we wanted to share today with you is that in addition to your background, which I'll, I'll, I'll summarize in just a second, uh, Francesca is a contributing author to the Customer Experience 3 book that has just been recently published. And if you've been listening to uh, Fireside Chats Without the Fires, we have begun to interview many of the authors, the contributing authors to that book. Francesca has a chapter in that book called Disney Employee Experience. Tangible examples of how to engage employees. And here's my favorite part of the title. Tangible examples of how to engage employees and why you should. I love that part of the chapter. We're going to get into that in just a second. 
We're of course going to talk about employee experience. Uh, and Francesca, to have you today uh, in our in our podcast is just a, a true pleasure for us. Uh, audience, if you're not following Francesca already on LinkedIn and Twitter, please do so. Uh, she is the export manager for a company called Faraone in Tor Toretto, Italy. I hope I pronounced that correctly. I think I did. I think I sufficiently rolled my R's. Tor Toretto, Italy. Uh, and, and a great part of Francesca's background is that she spent uh, over five years working at Disneyland Paris. Uh, she had multiple roles there. Uh, and one of the cool things that you see on her LinkedIn profile is that she is an enthusiastic disseminator of the Disney approach, that Disney with capital D approach, capital A, the Disney approach. Yes, that is a thing. Um, and that's what we're going to also jump into. So Francesca, again, welcome. We're so we're so pleased to have you with us. Let's jump right into uh, into the, the heart of the matter here. I love what you do in your book, which is you take something that is actually not so simple and you define it. You define for us what employee experience means. And I'm going to quote from your chapter, the sum of all interactions an employee has with their employer during their duration of their working relationship. A sentence later, you say, happy employees means happy customers. We have an working definition and the reason of why the heck this matters, why this is so important. And I appreciate that. I think you, you, you did us all a favor by trying to take something complex and define it. So now we have a working definition of what employee experience is. What I love is that you take four important concepts, tools, and you also not only lay them out for us as theory, but you give us examples of what these are and why they're important. The first one is set rules. Second is provide tools. By the way, those, those rhyme, right? Set rules, number one. Number two, provide tools. Number three, lead by example. And number four, reward. Could you walk us through each of these? Tell us a little bit about them and maybe give us some examples uh, in your experience of why these things are important. Absolutely. Well, my intention in this book was to, in this book, in this chapter, was to provide ideas of how to make um, a work envir environment a little bit magic, even though we're not talking about entertainment, we're not talking about uh, a company that works in leisure, but any standard, small or medium company that makes whatever um, can actually add uh, a little bit of magic and using the tools of customer experience and employee experience. So I thought, okay, let's take examples from what I've seen in Disney, what I lived myself on my skin, and, and, and see what, um, what I see that misses in, in uh, uh, non-magical companies sometimes. So I thought that one of the first things that um, need to be uh, used whenever we want to have some, some, some magic some, and create good experiences for employees and uh, customers is our rules. So what games are we, ga are we playing? What, uh, what do we have to do? What, why are we here? Who we are? <laughs> Who are we? <laughs> and uh, um, just decide um, that everyone, uh, th to give inputs that everyone has to be on the same, uh, on the same uh, line, on the same level, and we all know uh, what, what this is about. If you, I believe that you cannot have any uh, nothing positive. There's no possibility to have a nice environment if uh, there's no transparency 
um, of uh, of what we of what we're doing. So um, setting the rules is the first thing that has to be done, and this it does it very very well. I know it's not the only company that makes it today, fortunately, um, it, it, but it makes it gave me a good impression when I arrived uh, many years ago in Disney, and uh, the first two days we spent it. Uh, doing uh, something that in, uh, in Disney's language is called um, traditions. So we were set there and someone, a facilitator would explain, uh, not only uh, we'll go through the history of, uh, of the Walt Disney Company and talk about what Disney itself and all this, um, and all the um, important aspects of uh, his reality, of uh, how his work, but it will actually tell us what the company would expect from us. Uh, what are the values, the mission of the company, and um, what can we expect from the company as well? So the rules were set right from the beginning. Uh, we were talking not only about dressing code and the uh, the kind of shoes we were we, we had to wear because sometimes it went very specific, um, but really it was a, um, a behavioral uh, lesson that I received right away, and I. I love the fact that this training would go on for the five years that I was there. It is true that I, I, I was picked for a very specific and uh, peculiar training that was uh, specific to Disneyland Paris. I got 200 hours of uh, training in uh, 15 months, over 15 months together with practice. And I got, I got trained in different uh, jobs in the park um so but I, whenever i walked into a new um position or a, a new uh, location uh i i got i i was trained for the first thing i was welcomed and then i was trained so um they gave us the uh, um the tools which will be the second uh the second uh, thing that we will talk about but um i they gave us right away um uh, the ideas of what we were supposed to do and not to do, which is fantastic because uh, you don't lose time, you don't lose, you don't make mistake, or you lose, you make less mistakes. You um, uh, you avoid uh, a lot of complications that can come from not know exactly what you're doing there. So people actually pay attention to stuff. I remember early in my career sitting in a. A classroom or a room, and having someone from the human resources group come in and talk to us about rules and the values and the this and the mission and the statement. And I remember, I think, not paying attention, saying to myself, Oh my God, I just want to do this. And you asked me at the end of the class or the end of the course or whatever it was, I probably didn't mean much of anything. I was probably thinking, Is it lunchtime? Uh, please want to get to get to starting my job and starting a paycheck. So people really, this was impactful for you in your experience. You paid attention to this. Yes, because it was the way in which all of this was told us. It was not a list of, you cannot do this, you cannot do that, you have to do this. Absolutely not. Um, it's, uh, they actually bought us. I mean, I was there and I was a customer for, for two days. I was actually uh, going to buy Disney, so I embraced the philosophy. <laughs> So when I, I remember that when I arrived, I was not um, uh, I was not a fan. I was not really I like the movies, okay, but and uh, five years later, I was a brand ambassador, even though not the official one. But I was really into it because I understood um, that that way of working to me is the only way of working possible that you can have if you want to have happy employees, 
happy customers and a nice working environment. So yes, I actually embraced, and they have been able to talk to the heart, not not to not just mm, uh, spread words. Perfect. So that's that's set rules. What about the second one? Provide tools. Help define um, that a little bit, and maybe give us an example. Yeah, well, uh, as I said, I'm, as I mentioned, I worked in different departments, and whenever I worked, uh, whenever I moved, uh, switched place, um, after the very welcome that I received, I, I, I was given the tools, the practical tools to work there. So whether I was going to be there for uh, three months or five months or one day, I knew exactly they, someone would actually come close to me and say, okay, you need to know this, 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 and then gave me all the collaterals, like the nearest toilets are over there, and uh, the, uh, the security access is over there. So an overview, a quick overview of everything that I had to know. And that, that was for the, uh, the jobs in which I was there for a day. Um, and in the other department, everywhere, whenever I was doing something, if I was doing a mistake, someone would come across and say, OK, is this the first time you do this? Yes. Well, that's not the correct way. We actually do like this. And he would explain. So. Not even not only leaders, but uh, all cast members, uh, because they receive the same treatment, they are entitled and they feel the need and they feel the uh, uh, mission to inform you of what are the tools that you have to have. So you're not alone. Basically, this means that you do not feel alone. When I land in a place and I know no one and I, I'm, I'm going to be there just for five hours, uh, I don't have to worry because I know that if I make a mistake, what, uh, they're going to be there for me. And uh, this is something that makes you relieved. I love in this discussion in your chapter, uh, there's a, a, a second part of it uh, around tools, which is you share an experience, uh, and this is interesting within Disney because you talk so highly about Disney, but you, you refer to a moment in your beginning of your, your position there where you asked to perform a certain set of tasks and you felt you were not yet prepared and you're not doing a good job and you're not comfortable. And you went to your supervisor and shared that. Yeah. As a result of that, so, so it feels to me that you had the emotional intelligence to express it, but they weren't asking you yet. You, had the, you took the initiative to go and tell them, I'm not ready yet. But what they did and how they responded was they gave you the additional tools. They prepared you even more so that when you completed the training, the additional training, you were that much more prepared to perform your job that much uh, more completely. Absolutely. The company culture in Disney is like that. You are not afraid to talk. You're not afraid to speak up. And uh, um, of course, you have to do it in a proper way, but then you have to have a reason for it. But um, it's not because you are the last arrived or because you're just there for a day that you have to embrace and shut up. Absolutely not. So uh, especially in that position in which I knew that um, I was not able to do something and I was feeling ashamed of that because, um, because it's my character, first of all. And then because I thought, okay, but they're sending me to help in a, in a, in a, in a facility. And I, instead of helping, I'm actually making mistakes. And, uh, and of course, they will think that they send them uh, the, the, the very last person available, which was true in the case. But um, so no, that was not right. And, because of the sense of uh, belonging and of pride that I had in every team that I worked with, I didn't want that new team 
to uh, to be referred as a team that sent un un unprepared people uh, around. So yeah, well, it's everything actually comes around because um, uh, maybe they realized they made a mistake and they they didn't have any option. Whatever reason they had, they share with me as well. We arrived to compromise and then. We, we passed on, we, we moved on. And I thought it was, this was very intelligent to do uh, for, for, my, for, for everyone. Thank you. The third tool that you talk about is lead by example. Same question. Talk a little bit about that, maybe give an example of how leading by example is so important around well, uh, employee experience. Lead by example is another way in which you feel uh, everyone um, belongs to the same place and you're all on the same mission and you're not just the executor, but leaders are with you and uh, leaders are not in front of you, but they actually behind, they support, they're more seen like coaches if you want. Um, so um, meaning that they prepare you. And how do they do that? showing you how to do things, uh, giving examples. So um, one thing that I remember, and I'm still in contact with these people, uh, seeing my senior manager walking in the park and picking up the trash. So picking up the trash is not something uh, considered low level or just for uh, a specific uh, team, but it's a duty of everyone. Uh, keep your place clean. And uh, I remember that I, uh, naturally did the same thing when I switched job and I went outside uh, in, in another facility in another in an own decent environment and they would just look at me and say what are you doing leave the trash there and no the trash is not supposed to be there so why 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 do we have to be eight hours in a place which is a, uh, which doesn't feel proper just because we cannot move this and put it in another place um but this natural thing um are it, sometimes are not uh, someone have to show you uh, you as a human beings we adapt to the situation that we see around us so maybe some because of what they lived before um, they can have another kind a different approach but other people would just sit and look what others do and repeat it so I think it's our duty to give the example and this is what my I like it. Um, sure. supervisors did and our I like I uh, embrace and I like to do it now. Super. The fourth and final tool is reward. And when we hear or see the word reward, many of us are probably thinking, oh my God, you money. mean we gotta pay more money, we gotta give bonuses, we have to increase salary, how much is this gonna cost? But you go into it, you take a different angle. Tell, talk to us about reward. What I cherish most of uh, my, under this, um, point of view of my Disney experience are the little well thank you notes that my supervisor will leave me whenever they receive the notification that a, um, a guest, a customer, have left a note um, talking, uh, thanking me for something that I did or just um, uh, making sure that everyone knew that in that particular situation I was very helpful. So a uh, customer would tell the direction, the, the direction will tell my supervisor, and they would send me these cards, and uh, handwritten, uh, or, and then they will stop me, and they will pat me on the shoulders, but with meaning, just not because uh, we, oh, by the way, thank you. No, 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 it was really something meaningful, and uh, so meaningful that after I don't remember how many, um, they would actually uh, make a gathering and uh, throw a party for all the cast members that received a certain number of, uh, of thank you for guests from guests. 
and uh, that's an, sometimes that's uh, a good starting point because uh, it's not all the thing about money, but it's really um, what we want to have to do is um, see that we what we do, we do it fine. Um, it's like in a family, all right? You want your kids to know that uh, they're doing okay, and they want to know it. They want to be reassured that they are uh, making you happy as a parent. So in a work relation, it's the same because this is basically what human beings are. We, we need attention <laughs> in a way or in another. So the fact of recognizing the world, the, whatever a person does uh, good, that's something that, again, gives you a sense of belonging and purpose and makes you be a little bit happier at work. Love it. Perfect. This is great. So those are the uh, four tools to successful employee experience. By the way, by the book, read the chapter because there's a lot more in this chapter. We're just doing a very, very quick service level review of it. Once again, set rules, provide tools, lead by example, and reward. I have a final question for you um, that I've been dying to ask. Um, I think that as we talk about employee experience, inevitably at some point we, in our minds, go to the Department of Human Resources, which most companies have some version of. They have a human resources leader, the big company, and maybe a small army of people, human resources specialist, a manager, a senior manager, a director, a vice president, and some organizations may even have a uh, chief talent officer or chief people officer or things like that. In my perspective, as I talk to people that work in large companies, and as I talk to people that are looking for jobs, oftentimes the comment is that the human resources department, so many companies, is the weakest link. And some people use adjectives to describe it in an even worse condition, that they call them the devil, the worst department ever the problem. How do you feel about that? And I want to ask you a second part of the question. Is human resources as a department or as the leader of human resources, is the human resource function the guardian, the leader, the savior of employee experience? Or is it really something that's much larger than just a human resource leader or department? I'm curious to know your take on that. I think human resources in, a, in any uh, company doesn't work, doesn't walk by themselves. Um, uh, they do what they are told to, or at least the input and the insights and the direction that they have to follow is given by the direction. They cannot wake up one day and go totally different, in, different, uh, in opposite direction of what uh, the, um, the manager decided. So, um, because yes, they have a key role, but all roles are key roles in the company. Even production or everyone uh, has their own tasks. So um, if, if human resources are, are not um, um, hiring the right people, maybe it's a problem of culture, maybe it's of a company culture, I mean. Maybe, maybe problems are different. It's not necessarily because they are not um, qualified. It might be like it might be that someone in logistic is not qualified or whatever, but um, I believe it becomes it comes from higher um, customer experience and employee experience uh, are it's not a, a department it's not uh, just a person um, it's a set of mind it's um, it's really a, a, a different look on the company 
So uh, I, I can do that. I mean, I do uh, not, not really employee experience, but customer experience. And I'm way not, they don't have this position in my, in my company, but it's how I uh, establish relation with the others, how I respond to my customers, and even the kind of feedback that I give to my direction and the kind of changes that I want direction to do. Customer experience is an, it's an awareness. Um, so once we know, once in every company, you, whatever position you have, once you know what you think would be the nice way of doing something, uh, you should spread the word. So human resources as well. Of course, uh, if human resources uh, hire the wrong people, that's dreadful. Yes, but can they really hire the wrong people without everyone noticing? Uh, because they, I think they can do it once, twice, but at a certain moment, someone else will say, hey, wait, why are you sending us all these kind of, of these people which are not um, actually online with what you were looking for? Uh, or have you noticed that they are just uh, the, 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 late, the last employees that you hired did not fit? Uh, I, I, I don't think it's, um, we work together. I, uh, people working in customer experience and working in human resources um, they can really uh, share together, but my um, my dream will be a company which you don't even have to have a customer experience department because, as I said, it's not a department. So once you arrive at that point, in which is not even necessary necessary to have a person in charge of controlling that uh, you work in that direction, well, that will be really uh, El Dorado, <laughs> and uh, and I think everything comes. Everything comes from, uh, from, from, from education, for training, even self-training. Today, you don't have a training, a specific training in the customer experience and employee experience. Um, but with the tools that we have today, it is very easy to, to start uh, reading and following people. And I have a list of them. And just becoming aware, uh, becoming aware that uh, you might do things differently at every level, level that you are. Excellent. I would love for the human resources professionals that are listening to this or those that are closely tied into employee experience in our audience, give us some feedback here. When you listen to this, email us, feed us, LinkedIn, message us, share some feedback because this is a powerful topic. It affects all of us. I don't think there's any one uh, correct answer or, or path to pursue here. Uh, maybe it's a little controversial. I would love to hear your feedback because this is a great, great stepping stone into a large, important conversation. And Francesca, thank you for sharing the thoughts on that. We want to ask you uh, a set of questions that we'd like to ask all of our guests as we go into the final third uh, of the podcast. The first thing we want to ask you is take a CX myth and bust it. Something that is commonly believed in, something that most people would say, oh, this is true or fact. Take one of those things and disagree. What would your CX myth be? Um, uh, well, uh, let's say well, uh, the fact that, as I said, the customer experience is uh, something that it's uh, that has to come uh, from the top to the bottom. That's the ideal. Um, of course, because you, you use the spilling effect, you use the cascade effect. Uh, but that's not the only way, um, because as I said, um, once you are aware and once you start working at the base um, and if you are contagious in what you do and if people start noticing the difference of doing something, having uh, in your heart, in the company heart, uh, 
people, uh, customers and uh, and employees, then um, you, you make a difference. It's like if you walk in a in a room in a, and everyone is uh, is less sad and you start dancing, you you will seem full, yes, uh, but you will have some smiles or something. You 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 need to. Um, you really can make a difference. We all can make a difference in whatever we do. We just have to want it to meaning and to be meaningful. So, uh, and I say that this because I, I've seen it. I, I, I'm actually, this is what I'm actually doing. So um, I see it working and I've talked to people in other companies and as well, um, it is a, a, mo a movement that does not necessarily have to start from the top. Of course, it's easier. Thank you, that's excellent. Uh, we had previously asked you to share two CX quotes that mean something to you. And uh, I have them in front of me if you'd like me to read them. Yes, please. Uh, or if you have them in front of me, that, that's also two. Would you like to share the two or would you like to share them? No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, Neil. Okay, so uh, we had previously asked Francesca, and here's her quotes. By the way, you won't be surprised with the source of the first one. Uh, of course, it's from Walt Disney. Uh, which is such an important source of inspiration for Francesca. And here's the quote. You, by the way, she put this in bold. I really like it. You can design and create and build the most wonderful place in the world, but it takes people to make the dream a reality. I think this ties in perfectly to your message, what you're telling us about employee experience, right? Absolutely. In fact, the first time I read this sentence, it, it was in Main Street, US, uh, Main Street USA, which is not a place in the States, but it's, uh, or maybe it's two places in the States. Uh, that's the uh, first land when you enter any Disneyland park. And in the Main Street, uh, you, have a win you have a lot of uh, shops. If maybe it might happen that someone never went there. You have shops that comes from the uh, early uh, 1900s in, uh, in this. Uh, town, Marceline, Missouri, which was Walt Disney hometown. Um, and one of the shops has this window, it's a cast agency window, um, which has is a tribute to cast members, uh, the future and past and present cast members. And so it has this quote there. So when I first read it, I thought it was related to the park, to the employees, and I thought it was nice to have this memory for them. But um, with the time passing and with me going away and uh, starting to learn about CX in AX, I thought, oh, no, this actually can be used and can be related to uh, all companies and everywhere. Um, because it is true that you can have the best product in the world. You can have absolutely the uh, uh, even the uh, monopoly monop of something. But you're not going to go far if you do not recognize and if you do not have the right people. So. Uh, I, this is why I think that this sentence is very appropriate with customer experience and employee experience. Quite interesting. You made me think. They placed a physical location for employees on Main Street. It's just a. It's just a. It's just a. Okay, I cannot talk about this. I don't feel comfortable saying that. It's a window, okay? As you have the barber shop and as you have the emporium, you have another door, which is a cast agency. You, we, we don't go there for casting. We go outside the park. Um, but uh, so it's just a, a, it's a, it's a facade, if you want. Um, I, I'm telling too many secrets. Disney police is coming to pick me up. I, I know that. 
and uh, so, so, so it's just uh, it's just as you have as you have the windows, you have the uh, the windows on Main Street with the names of people of of legend, Disney legends that did something specific in the park. You have Atencio, you have uh, Roy Disney. So uh, those just are uh, memories of people that worked in uh, uh, in the park, and you have them in the doors as well. So that's um, something to remember all cast members around the world. Wonderful. There's a same quote that I'm going to share. Uh, and if it's okay, should I, should I read it or would you like to read it? I can read it if you're if you would like. Go ahead. Um, I don't have it here. Okay. So it's from Lee Cockrell from the Customer Rules, and here's the quote. Oh yeah. Customer service is a team sport. To make your fellow employees feel included, just like mom encouraged you to do for the other kids on the playground. What a powerful statement. Not an individual sport. It's not playing tennis. It's not, uh, uh, maybe it's not golf. It's a team sport, and you're just one part of the team, correct? But even if we consider tennis, uh, the player is not alone there. I mean, he needs a trainer. He needs a person to uh, um, make massage. So he has a plethora of people around to work with them and to help him reach the goal. So actually, even in those kinds of sports, you always have people around. So, uh, but it is true that I, I was, when I, I read this, I will think more of a, a volleyball, for instance, in which you, 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 you set, you spike all together. So yes, this is a fantastic, um, a fantastic quote of, a, of a Lee Cockrell, which is really one of my uh, source of inspiration because um, he sets the um, the guidelines for um, the training of all the uh, leaders in uh, in Disneyland, and uh, those guidelines actually they use for the Disney Institute to uh, train and to um, to, to give all the courses that they give for uh, companies coming from all over the world in uh, working in their own sector. So this means that it's they are really transversal, and I like the reference to mom. Because one in that book, uh, one of the rules actually, it's a, it's another book in um, 39 rules of of, of um, customer. He talks about um, do what your mom uh, something like do what your mom would like you to do, or uh, what would your mom say? Here it is. What would your mom say? So whenever you have to take a decision, you have a, whatever you have to think about something, think about mom. <laughs> And I think it's a fantastic quote, which works for customer experience because you want you don't want to be indecent, you don't want to be unpolite, <laughs> you really you want to be neat, clear, transparent. <laughs> so really, that the mom rules work very well. Works very well. Thank you for that. Let's go into the final third of the final third here. Last question. Your CS heroes. Do you have them top of mind, or I know what you you shared with us? I can read them, but I would love if you could share a, a couple of your CX heroes with us. I have yes. Well, um, uh, I I have a couple which uh, which are the two that are that are pushing me, uh, and especially one is the very first that believed in uh, in me and 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 uh, hosted me in my very first postcard uh, postcard um, podcast. <laughs> His name is Gregorio Ulioni. And uh, um, he's um, a CX leader as well, and he were, he, um, he's one of the author of the book. And we met, uh, we um, met on LinkedIn, not on real person, uh, way before the book. And we uh, inspire each other, and we we kept um, referring to each other for 
uh, advices and ideas and points of view. And this is something that I like of the CX community because I found this and I saw this camaraderie in a lot of people from all over the world, which I never met physically, but actually I call them friends. Another one is Gustavo, which is going to be your host as well, Gustavo Himnov. And uh, um, he is another of my leaders because uh, everything he posts and his um, piercing views on um, customer uh, experience related matters are really, really uh, interesting because he likes to uh, give um, new perspective and to uh, tackle a little bit and to debunk ideas. And I like that because it pushes you to see things differently. And I think this is what the industry needs, actually. What, we, what, what customer experience is about is trying to do things in another way. So I think it really embraces the, uh, the philosophy. And then I have Cockerell, of course. I am loving all these books. And I'm actually reading two at a time now because I couldn't decide which one to pick first. And he's um, uh, inspiring because I see that Everything, all the um, uh, it went through in this land, and it uh, then transforming guidelines for any company. It's exact. It talks to me. Uh, everything it is, it, it writes about. I, I I understand it fully, and I'm there. Um, I was trying to underline his books, and then then I, I said, oh, forget it because it's pointless because I'm actually underlining every page, so it doesn't really make sense. Um, but uh, I. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, and it has a nice postcard, a nice uh, podcast. I'm mistaken today, postcards with podcasts, um, in which he spreads uh, this uh, fields of information, uh, which are really, really um, thoughtful and useful. Then I have Annette France. How can you not talk about Annette France? Annette, she's one of the first I've, I've, talk, I've um, heard and I've listened to uh, last year in. Uh, um, a, a seminar called Xperia, which were, which lasted for a week, and when it's just like my Wikipedia for customer experience related um, problems. Because whenever I have a doubt or, a, or, or a, I wanted to read something more about a specific topic, I know that I can find it on CX Journey. Uh, she's she wrote I don't know many pieces, and she, she has the answer for everything, and I really like that. And um, who do I have more? I have an Italian, which I didn't tell you before. Her name is Francesca Taddei. She's the first CX uh, leader, exper uh, expert that I related to the Italian market that I've ever uh, known. So um, I'm really following the UK and new American community. But for what concerns the Italian one, I, I always go, uh, and even for, for uh, key words in Italian, because sometimes I forget them, I go look at her uh, information because she's amazing. And there's one more. You can't get <gasps> one of the uh, authoritarians and experts in emotional intelligence. You talked about oh, the UK yeah. market. Absolutely, Sandra Thompson. <laughs> oh, no. Did we did we lose Francesca though? No, I lose Francesca for just a second. But she was mentioning Sandra Thompson. Yeah. Uh, I think as her final CX hero of the week. So she she has a great list here. By the way, what what a what a um a tribute what a tribute to many that have already been guests of ours on Firefly Chat to the Fires and future guests. So uh, 
past guest, uh, Annette Franz. Yeah. Sandra Thompson. Yeah. Future guests, uh, Gustavo Wimmel. Yeah. And Gregorio, uh, we have, we have scheduling, we're going to be getting Gregorio scheduled, which will be amazing. Gregorio Uglioni. Yeah. Um, he is the CX goalkeeper. And then Lee Cockerell, who's an author and a, and a thought leader. Um, we hope we get Francesca back here. We might have a, a, just a small internet issue. Uh, in case we don't get her back, Paul, I would love if she were with us, but what a storm, employee experience storm. How do you wrap that up? That's just, uh, learn a lot, a lot of passion came out of this. Yeah, a lot of passion. Um, clearly knows the steps or the tools, I should say, that's needed to create. Oh, and she's back. There she is. I'm sorry. The, 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 no, uh, it's okay. <laughs> the power went off, so I'm calling my mobile now. The good thing is we have you back. We hear you and crystal clear. Francesca, we were just saying that um, the CX list, the CX hero list that you shared includes some past guests, Annette Franz and, uh, and Sandra Thompson, and some future guests in Gustavo and Gregorio, which is great. We really thank you for, for sharing that. We were trying to wrap uh, quickly, we're trying to wrap up this session. This a storm, we talked about the theme of storm. Uh, you have some incredible passion, knowledge, experience, uh, a personal experience uh, in in employee experience and the importance of it. And we're very grateful to have you. Thank you so much for sharing it and uh, your wisdom that you um, offer us in your chapter of the books, uh, Customer Experience 3. It's just valuable to, for our community. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I had asked Paul, like, how do we wrap this up? I, I, I just asked him, he was about to share something and I, I want to give him the chance to, to bring this all together. For Paul, this is just really rewarding to listen to you. Yeah, um, Francesca, it's been absolutely superb. As, as Neil was saying there, your passion and your enthusiasm is 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 wonderful to behold. And it's you, you. I know you're the other side of the world for me and for Neil, but you can feel it generate. It's like electricity. It's wonderful. Um, I think one of the most salient points that you made when you were talking about provide the tools, right? When you said make sure that people know where the washrooms are or the toilets are, right? That may see such that may seem such a small element of it, but it's it's vital, especially for a new employee, because if they're anything like me, they don't want to ask questions that they think they already know the answer to, right? So the fact that you've actually gone to that level of detail and said, look, just tell them where the washrooms are, just means that you live and breathe it and you can, you're talking sense. So Francesca, it's been an absolute joy to have you on. I do have one question. So Disney refer to employees as cast members. Do they have a phrase for customers that isn't customers or are, is it, is it, is it just a customer? No, no, they are guests. Of course guests. they are. They are our guests. They are good. <laughs> and there you go. Be our guest. They'll be my guest. I think that's a song, exactly. right? I think that's a song. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Be my guest, which is one of the things that I didn't say before. Uh, the Disney Institute, it's another of the uh, CX hero that I have. It's not a person, it's an institute, but uh, it's really, um, the uh, the source of inspiration that I have and the uh, great book that I wrote, the um, Be My Guest book. It's really uh, the ABC for everyone that wants to go into customer experience and employee experience. This is the key to begin with, I believe. There we go. It is a great book. I've read it, Neil. I've read it. It's a brilliant book. Super. So we're going to wrap up today's session. Uh, once again, this was uh, four tools to successful employee experience. 
please buy the book Customer Experience 3. And when you do, there is a wealth of information, knowledge, stories, examples in the book. The chapter we just had the pleasure of discussing with Francesca is Disney Employee Experience, Tangible Examples of How to Engage Employees. There's a best book. And why you should. Why you should. That's I think really separates this uh, from just the rest of the people that are talking about employee experience. The why. Why you should. Francesca, thank you so much for being a part of today. We're really grateful. Audience, a final request as we like to do when we wrap this up. Please rate and review our podcast. Uh, not just this session, which we encourage you to do, but all sessions. We'd love to get your feedback, rating and reviews. Ratings and reviews are important. You can do so on Apple Podcasts. We want your feedback. Uh, we do know what is important to you, what you what you don't like. If you have ideas, if it's something you're in agreement, or better yet, if you're in disagreement, please share it. We want your feedback. Um, Francesca, you have the final parting word for us and for our audience. Well, thank you for having me, Neil and Paul. And uh, for our audience, I would like to just say, the, be the magic, this magical, uh, the uh, magical sparkle that you want to spread. Spread the magic. Spread the magic. No better way to finish up a, a podcast with that. Season two, episode thirteen on Fireside Chats Without the Fires. Francesca Tempestini. Thank you, audience. Thank you, Francesca. Neil and Paul signing off for today. We look forward to having you back for our next episode. Thank you. Bye. The episode is over, but the conversation continues. Please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts. Post a comment and subscribe to stay on the leading edge of customer experience. To get in touch or be a guest, follow us on Twitter at ChatsFires or on LinkedIn or in your podcast repository of choice. Thank you.